Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. Good morning, afternoon, evening, brunch time, lunch time. The show must go on time. Still playing football this season time. Pretty sure still playing football this season time. Let's not jump to conclusions time. Whatever time of day it is, boys and girls, it's the right time for the Govals 24-7 podcast. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio here recording this on a Oh, right there in that late Sunday afternoon, early Sunday evening time period. Don't know what you'd call that. Before supper time? Let's go with that. Guys, it's been an interesting 24 hours or so for the Tennessee football program. We all know that. Um, there, there's a lot of, lot of stuff going on right now. I, I know much was made uh, Saturday of, of Tennessee having... Uh, to cancel a football scrimmage and change it to a football practice because of 44 players out, most of them having to do with uh, COVID-19, I believe, the uh, the numbers from Jeremy Pruitt. Tennessee's football coach said there were seven or eight active cases uh, of COVID-19 in the program, and there were another oh, 27, 28 or so guys who had been quarantined and were not available to practice, and, and the rest were, were out with kind of classic football injuries, I suppose. And then you could say uh, D'Angelo Gibbs is the, the guy who's opted out for this season, and no one else has done that that we know of. Uh, but that's still the situation. I don't think anything was expected to change just 24 hours from then. Uh, I think a lot of people had a lot to say about that yesterday. There's no question about that. It's anytime you see something like that, you're going to see reactions, and they're they're going to be all over the place. They're going to run the gamut uh, because that's just kind of what this this virus and and what our world's kind of like right now. Uh, I, I think maybe some people might have made perhaps a, a bit too much of it. I don't want to say too much because I I don't believe I've been candid about this from the beginning. I'm not an expert on this. Uh, I, I I am not a doctor. I am not a medical science expert. Uh, so I'm just having to do like most of y'all are having to do, which is sort of read what scientists and medical experts are saying and doctors and and going from there. And to this point, I still haven't seen any definitive evidence that says they should not try to play college football this season. So my stance on that hadn't changed. Uh, if if anything comes out that makes me say otherwise, I'll be the first to say it. Uh, you know, is, is there concern there? Sure. And, and there should be. I think there are some people who are uh, perhaps making too much of this, and I think there are others who are not making enough of it. It's not just a regular thing. Uh, it, it's it's more than that, but uh, I think that, you know, there's a difference in kind of living smart and living in fear, and I, I think that uh, living uh, smart is, is the better way to do it, you know? Take precautions, do what you got to do. Uh, if you want to opt out, opt out. No one's having to use eligibility this season. No one's putting your feet to the fire and making you play this season, and a lot of guys are, are choosing uh, not to do that. Uh, none from, or only one to this point we know of from Tennessee, but 
you know, the situation is what it is. This is not going to change much. You know, you, you, the rules are what they are. You know, you've got 14 days out if you're in quarantine, more or less. So unless those rules change, that's sort of an SEC protocol. That's what the CDC recommends and local health officials. And, and so that's what's happening right now. So um, they're still getting tested multiple times per week. They're still trying to, to figure out and trace these things. And there's a lot been said about contact tracing. But again, I don't know uh, if you're Jeremy Pruitt or you're Philip Fulmer. I, I don't know what you do other than you go by what the, the people in charge are telling you what to do. So there's not much more to add on that. If there is breaking news on that, we'll certainly get to that. No, there's, you know, it's, I'll be honest with you guys, this thing's changing all the time. And, and if there's more news that comes out of this, uh, we'll get to that. But that's not the point of this particular edition of the Go Boss 24-7 podcast. I mentioned on Saturday that, that we were going to, uh, in this episode, play some audio from recent player interviews. And that's what we're going to do, given the rest of the guys on the staff here a day off. And uh, just kind of going to let y'all hear from some of Tennessee's players, including one that I know you'll very much want to hear from, senior quarterback Jared Garantano. We we spoke with those guys just a couple of days ago about some of the good things they've seen in camp, some of the things that they feel like they need to improve, uh, just kind of what the past few months have been like for, for them. And uh, there, there's a lot of interesting stuff there. So what we're going to do is here is we're going to play – there's three guys that we've got interviews from today – uh, we're going to bring you interviews with Jared Garantano, and then we're going to bring you interviews in the second segment from uh, Latrell Bumpus, uh, Tennessee's senior defensive lineman, and, and we're going to bring you an, another interview with senior safety Theo Jackson. So I think a lot of those guys had a lot of interesting things to say, so we're going we're gonna to play the Garantano interview, then we're going to step away for a break, do some commercial stuff, then we're going to come back, and you're going to hear from Latrell Bumpus and Theo Jackson. But first up, as promised, here's Tennessee senior quarterback, Jared Garantano. Uh, Jared, do you think that having the same offensive coordinator and quarterback coach two years in a row will help with your consistency? That's one. And what are your thoughts on this uh, this group of freshman receivers? Uh, yeah, to answer the first one, I'm lucky. I'm lucky, and I'm thankful that I have the opportunity to be with my same coaches for a year two. And I'm looking forward to the progress that I'm able to make. I mean, it's been an easy going all off season. I've been working pretty hard on just trying to maintain the offense, getting better with it. But it's definitely going to be a lot better just being able to have those guys in the same terminology for another year. And the freshman receivers, they're all very talented guys, and I'm excited to get to work with them. They're all very hardworking, and they're they're in a complex 24-7, whether that's in the weight room or they're up top just getting their knowledge right. So I'm excited for them, and I expect them to make a big impact this coming season. We'll go to Brent Hubs, followed by David Oven. Jared, I'm curious as to the decision you made to, to add the weight that you did. Was that by design? Was that just part of the unusual spring that, that you guys went through? And, and you, you mentioned how nice it is to have, you know, everybody for a second year. When did you notice or, or has there been a moment where you went, wow, this is really cool to have the same voice? Has there been a practice, a workout, a meeting or anything like that? Yeah, so going into the offseason, I – me and Coach Winky decided some things that I wanted to work on and some things that I wanted to progress. And one of those things was to put on weight and to get my speed back a little bit. So throughout the whole offseason, it was kind of weird doing it. But I had my mom on my weight gain program, and she helped me out a lot with that. So she did a good job of some good doing a lot of sport, just trying to keep that good weight on. And uh, it was probably around, I would say, March when I realized that there was not much for me to do. I mean, every single March that I've been here or even springtime, I've always been 
rushing, trying to get new knowledge and the new offense. So it was probably around March where I said, wow, I, mean, I don't really have much to do right now. So I guess I'll just go keep looking back on the film and just keep trying to study what we already went over. Uh, Jared, how would you describe this offseason? And, and uh, you know, for you, how does your understanding of this offense right now compare to where you were a year ago? The offseason, uh, probably very weird. I mean, I, I, nobody's ever been associated with something like this a part of the, in their lifetime. So just being a, a part of it, I mean, it's not really much to say just because it was so weird. I, I kind of had to find some self-motivation throughout the whole offseason to get the job done and try to – get better at my craft, but that, that was really about it from the off season. And what was the second question? I'm sorry. Uh, just basically where your understanding and, and sort of comfort level in this offense is right now compared to where it was a year ago. I think it's significant. Honestly, I feel more, way more comfortable on the field. It feels like I'm not overthinking many things. I'm able just to read coverages and go through my progressions without having to have my whole thought process changed throughout the whole thing. So it's, it's definitely more easygoing and, it's way way easier on my mind and my body going through some things. We'll go to Rick Russo, followed by Luis Fernandez. Hey, JG. Hope you're doing well, man. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, Rick. How are you? Good, good. Uh, so with Coach Pruitt and the assistants that we've talked to, they've all talked and have been impressed by your work and your drive to be more consistent. Uh, number one, talk about how important that is uh, for you going into this season and also talk about the run game and, and that veteran offensive line and that, how that can help your game as well this year. Yeah, well, going into January or whatnot, February, we wrote down a couple of key things and it was be consistent and lead. And I think those were two things that I need to work on and get better at. And that, that's really been my, that's been my uh, focus every single day, just going into every day is talking about stacking chips with Coach Winky and just being able to grow every single day. And in the sense of getting better either mentally, physically, or just get, becoming a better football player. And the running game, I'm very impressed with right now. I think it's coming along. Eric Gray, Ty Chandler have been doing a real good job. And we have a, we have a few freshman running backs that are actually performing pretty well. And being able to have a whole offensive line come back and being have some key staples in there, it's looking very good. And I'm very excited for it to continue. Lewis? Jared, one thing that Coach Winky mentioned is your processing is faster. Uh, he, he feels like you're making decisions on the practice field at a much faster clip. What does that actually look and feel like for you uh, behind center? Feels way more comfortable. I feel like my mind's not going 100,000 different places. So, I mean, I have a pre-snap read, post-snap read, and being able to really truly understand the offense ins and outs. It allows me to move faster. It allows me to see things come open way quicker and deliver the ball more on time and accurately. We'll go to Blake Topmeyer, followed by Patrick Brown. Hey, Jared. Um, given the adversity that, and at times the criticism you faced in your career, can, can you explain why you're still at Tennessee? Hmm. Uh, I'm looking at a big thing on the wall that says, this is Rocky Top, and I, I was talking to Bill before and th those words and just this place means so much to me. And I was thinking about my journey here and there's no place that I would rather be, honestly. And of course, there's been ups and downs and in life you've experienced many ups and downs. So it was nothing for me. And there were some things that I had to grow and learn from. And I wouldn't I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't undo with it, any of this. Honestly, I would just honestly just tell myself tell myself some things about the process. But not trying to rush it, but there's no place that I would rather be. And 
I'm lucky to be a Tennessee Vol, and I wouldn't change that for the world. If I can follow up, you, you said there's some. If if you knew what what you know now, you'd tell yourself some things up front. What what are some of those things that that you would tell yourself? Uh, you know, if you could do that. The process. Uh, everything's not going to be easy in life. There are some things that happened throughout my life that kind of just felt like it was natural and it was easy. And I just was getting by. And when I when I went to college, there were some things that I had to overcome. There were some things that I had to learn for myself. And those things allowed me to work harder and become more more mature as a person. And those are some invaluable lessons that I learned. And I'm thankful that I actually got the chance to learn them. Hey, Jared, you talked about needing to sort of self-motivate back in March, I guess, when you guys were, were kind of separated. When you guys did get back to campus, uh, what was the sense of urgency like? You know, you had a handful of new receivers. You had to work on the chemistry with them. Uh, how did you kind of balance having a sense of urgency by not, you know, but not rushing it too much and, and, and making sure you guys could start building a rapport and, and get your timing down and all that. Yeah. Well, when we, when we came back to the campus, there was a lot of indecisiveness, whether we were having a season or not, but honestly, it didn't affect the team that much. I mean, we were in here all hours of the day, getting some extra work in, no matter if you were a senior, junior, freshman, or sophomore. So being able to have a team that's like that and always wants to get work in and perfect their craft, made things a lot easier. And, we knew that the time was clicking and we had a lot of new guys coming in that needed to contribute. So there was a lot of extra hours that we had to perform in and I'm happy with our guys work, work ethic to up, up to this point, but there's still a lot of work to do until South Carolina comes. You feel like you have a, a good grasp on, on the tendencies and the little details with some of these, these new guys in terms of how they break out of routes, how fast they are, all those kind of things when you're, when you're, when you're throwing them the ball. Yeah. All these guys are very different in their own special ways and, I'm excited to continue to work with them and they all have different things to their game that they're going to help contribute to this offense. All right, we'll go to Trey Wallace, followed by Ryan Shumpert of the Daily Beacon. Jared, two questions. How has Chip Long, have you been able to pick his mind, Coach Long, about what he did at Notre Dame? <clears throat> Maybe things he could help you out with, with your game alongside Winky and others. And second question, uh, when you work with your quarterback coaches over the summer, what were a couple of main goals when you were working with Tony and Quincy uh, to get better for the upcoming season? Yeah, so Coach Chip Long, he, he's been a great asset for me this offseason, just being able to give me a different set of eyes and tell me what he sees. And he actually had a lot of success at Notre Dame, and he's been, allowed, uh, been around Ian Book and Brandon Wimbush for quite some time, and those guys were very good quarterbacks at their respected schools. So being able to have another set of eyes actually has helped me significantly. And even as the day goes on, I'm with him for a couple hours a day, just being able to talk to him about ball. So that definitely helps. And the second question was, I'm sorry. No, it's okay, man. Uh, just talking about uh, you were working in the off season with Tony and then you were also working with Quincy. Uh, mm -hmm. What was that like? And what were kind of the goals that you guys kind of set forth to get you prepared to come back to campus? Yeah, we wanted to work more on quicker feet, just pocket movement, pocket awareness, and just being able to get inside and outside the pocket. And I think we did a lot of good things throughout our training sessions, and I'm excited to get to work. Hey, Jared, I know uh, T. Martin kind of headed up a leadership committee this offseason. Are you a part of that? And if so, what has that kind of looked like on a weekly basis? And are there any experiences you've taken from it? Oh, the culture. Yes, the culture committee. Uh, I, th I believe that we meet around a week or every week or so, but it's been pretty good. And as you can see, we're making a change around the university of Tennessee. And that's a, that's a 
tribute to the actual university and the people that are part of this university that are allowing us to help make a change in the world. All right, we'll go to Wes Rucker followed by David Pascal. Hey, Jared, I'm wondering during the, I, I guess during the height of that, the whole COVID-19 thing, you being from sort of the New York area and you go back home, how much concern was there at the time? I mean, I, I know that there was a hot spot right around that area and there were lots of people in the hospital. How much of a concern was that stuff for you on a daily basis? And how many people did you know that were impacted by it? Yeah, it was it was definitely very scary. I have so many, so much family and friends there. And I was there for probably a couple of weeks, uh, three, four weeks of the time. And it was definitely crazy up there. I mean, just being in the sense of everybody was trying just to stay calm and you go to the stores, there was nothing in the stores. Everybody's just trying to run rapid, trying to make sure they're staying safe, make sure they have goods. But it, it was definitely crazy times. And I'm happy that none of my family or friends were able to get it. And I'm sorry for the ones that sorry for the ones that did get it. So there's no, there's nothing really that we can do about it now looking back, but I'm praying for everybody and their safety in the future. Jared, when you go back and look at that time, I'm sure you had time to reflect on last season. When you go back to what you persevered through, what was kind of your lowest moment of last year and what kind of served as that light at the end of the tunnel that, that guided you through to where you were able to finish the year the way you want? Uh, just thinking about last year, I mean, we talk about the spring and how much time I had to, I had a chance to reflect on it. And there, there were a lot of things that I wasn't very happy with myself about, whether that was my playing time or not playing time, whether it was not my performance or whether it was my leadership during, throughout the season. But there was a lot of things that I worried that I learned from and I hopefully progressing from. But I'm not too worried about last season as much. I'm happy that it happened and helped me work harder this offseason. And I use that as motivation. But more so, I'm just looking at going forward and being the best possible player I could be this coming season. Wes? I'm good. I already asked mine. Uh, let's go to Eric Kane. Hey, Jared, how would you characterize the uh, the offensive line play and how that group is kind of competing and battling at certain positions coming together during this fall camp? Yeah, I'm very proud of the offensive line up to this day. I mean, they've been working very hard as a group, and being able to see them understand the terminology another year has actually helped. And we're, we're another year older up front, and I think we have a lot of talent up there. It's just coming along with work ethic and being able to get on the same page as everybody else. We'll go to Austin Price and then Black to Blake. Jared, how much, you know, have you had to adjust your game? I mean, you didn't have a spring practice. So, like, when you go back and you're at home in Georgia with your family, uh, we, we all saw the, the workout videos and stuff of doing that type of thing, but just – having to be self-motivated and how much do you feel like that being an older player allows you to know how to work? Because some of these young kids maybe not, maybe don't understand it as much as an older player would. Yeah. Going back to the spring, like I said, I was, I was motivated as ever and I didn't have the season that I wanted to have last year and going into this one, I know that I want to have a big year. So it wasn't very hard for me to wake up every morning and ready to work. So I knew that there was a lot of things I wanted to work on, whether that was foot quickness, whether that was accuracy, whether that was ball placement on all my throws. So being able to have a focus every single day and say, I'm going to get better at this certain thing every day, it wasn't too hard for me. But this is something that I've learned over time. And probably when I was younger, I wouldn't have been this way. It kind of takes a sense of maturity and a sense of getting older and being through some things that have 
brought me to this point. Blake? Hey, Jared, you've talked with us about the, the benefits of being in the same system two years in a row. Can you give us a, a couple examples maybe of, of some things that being in a system in year two you're able to do, whereas, you know, a, a quarterback in year one of a system might, might not be able to do? Yeah, well, just my game is just a lot less indecisiveness. There's there's the pre the pre snap read, post snap read. There's the communication aspect. There's being able to talk talk guys through some things. It's a complete different sense of feel out there with me. I feel like right now, just in the sense of myself, I feel like I'm more comfortable. I feel like a lot of the guys see that I'm more comfortable and confident in my abilities and the way that I can mentally mentally inject my way into the game. So I mean, I've always felt like I was a smart football player, but being able to have year two under the same offense, it allows me to kind of show it a little bit. Last two questions. We'll go back to Jimmy and then close with David. Uh, Jared, Jared, do you like the idea of playing an SEC conference uh, games only, just SEC games? Do you like that idea? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a competitor. I think – even as my team, even with my team, I think that we're all very excited for this season and we're, we're excited for the challenge. And we know that this is the toughest conference in all of college football, regardless. So the fact that everybody has the same sort of, uh, I wouldn't say everybody, but type of uh, schedule strength, but we're excited and we can't wait for the season. Uh, what's the, the conversation around the as like uh, with regards to Cade and, and his situation, what, what's kind of been the message to him from, from you guys? Uh, we're, we're all very upset right now that the fact that he hasn't been able to been granted yet, but we're all pushing forward and we're really trying to allow the SEC, uh, not the SEC, the NCA to understand how much we truly love him and we need him as a team. And we're going to keep trying to push forward, trying to get him to play this year because he's a big asset and, He's actually a very good teammate to us, and we've enjoyed our time with him so far up to this point. Thanks, JG. We appreciate it. That was Tennessee senior quarterback Jared Garantano speaking with us local curmudgeonly reporters just a couple of days ago, talking, uh, uh, I think, a lot about a, about a lot of interesting things there. He, he spoke about uh, Cade Mage there at the end. He, he spoke about sort of what this season or what this offseason has been like for him, what it was like being in New York, which was one of the – uh, the hot spots of the pandemic. I know technically New Jersey, but but really he's right there in New York, and that was sort of the the global epicenter of COVID nineteen there for a while. So he had a a really interesting off season in that way. But he spoke about uh, sort of his relationships with with some people at Tennessee and and why he decided to come back and and didn't re- ever really consider seriously consider transferring and. Uh, about sort of some of the improvements that that he's made and some of the things he's learned from the past. So lots of interesting stuff there from Jared Garantano. That was the first segment. And coming up in the second segment, we're going to have some more interesting stuff from Tennessee senior defensive lineman Latrell Bumpus and Tennessee senior safety Theo Jackson. But first, we're going to step away quickly, pay some bills, listen to product services, all those other fun things, and we will be right back here on the Go Boss 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride-or-die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, 
turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever fine products and fine services you just heard from a second ago during the commercial break. Wes Rucker coming to you here from Fort Rucker Studio on a, oh, let's call this an early Sunday evening, I suppose. You could maybe get away with saying late Sunday afternoon, depending on where you are, but but let's say early Sunday evening here at Fort Rucker Studio. In that first segment, you, you heard from Tennessee senior quarterback Jared Garantano, a guy who kind of always seems to find his way in the news, as Tennessee quarterbacks tend to do. A guy who is often in the news for playing really good football and often in the news for uh, maybe playing not the best football. So a guy who uh, basically the coaching staff and a lot of people in the program feel like could have a really big senior season. He had a lot of interesting things to talk about there with uh, being in New York, uh, the New Jersey, New York area there during COVID-19. I talked about Cade Mays, Tennessee's new offensive lineman, uh, the five-star prospect transfer from Georgia that they're trying to get eligible for this season, working with the NCAA on that. Uh, He spoke with some of the lessons that he's learned throughout his Tennessee career uh, and the reason why he's never really seriously considered leaving the program. So a lot of good stuff there. Uh, And we're going to get to a couple more interesting Tennessee interviews here in just a second. But before that, please, guys, please go in there and take a second right now, if you can, please take a minute and go in and rate and review this podcast. There is nothing you can do out there that will help us more than rating and reviewing this podcast. Whether you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, whether you're on Google Play, Spotify, uh, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever fine pods are casted, you can find this podcast. And we're happy to do this for free, uh, really. It's a labor of love. It's something that uh, we've enjoyed doing and, and growing over the years. And uh, we, we want to keep growing it. And, and the, the thing that you can do uh, to help us is going in and rating and reviewing that podcast. And also, when you know, if we can uh, maybe do some merch down the road, give away some stuff like that, we'll, we'll do that maybe uh, based on some of the stuff we see there. Uh, and if you have questions about the podcast, if you have things that, that you'd like to see us do, you know, maybe maybe some questions you want answered, maybe a, a particular episode you'd like to see us kind of try to dive into, uh, in the future, please go in there and do that there. We're, we're certainly not above constructive criticism. We want to know what you like. We want to know what you want to see improve. Uh, we want to do everything we can to make this uh, even better. We already believe we have the best Tennessee podcast out there, but uh, we, we always want to make it better, and you can help us do that. So please, please go in there and do that. And speaking of improvement, here's uh, an interview with a, a Tennessee football player who has uh, improved quite a bit recently, uh, Latrell Bumpus, a guy who came to Tennessee as a 250-pound or 245-pound tight end. And lo and behold, now going into his senior season, he's a 290-pound defensive lineman. Uh, certainly a really, really interesting career progression there from Latrell Bumpus and, and a guy who uh, I think last year showed that he could play some pretty good football at defensive line. Uh, you know, he was still only about 270 pounds or so, 265 pounds when he moved, but he turned out to be a pretty good interior pass rusher. 
and a guy who made some plays for Tennessee. Had a couple big sacks in the BYU game. Uh, I believe he had two tackles for loss and maybe five or six tackles also in that big win uh, at Kentucky late in the season. Uh, But a guy who now uh, is a bigger defensive lineman, a guy who thinks he can be a bigger and better defensive lineman going forward. He's about 290 pounds now, which is about – you know, 20 pounds bigger than he was last season, and he wants to be more of an, uh, an overall all-around defensive lineman, not just a guy who's a pretty good pass rusher there. And he spoke about uh, basically everything he's tried to do to make that happen, which, you know, hey, this offseason, it was not easy to go get a weight room there for a while, you know. Uh, it was easy to – and if you could, it was hard to find someone to spot for you. You know, these are things that uh, may, maybe we don't think about that often, but but when these guys are at home, you know, when, when they're not able to be in those world-class weight facilities at Tennessee and the world, world-class world kind of nutrition program they have, you, you got to figure out how to do things differently. So Tennessee, a bunch of players went home, uh, still found a way to get their work in, and Latrell Bumpus is one of those guys. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt has not been thrilled with the defensive line to this point in preseason camp, really not with the whole defense overall, as you heard yesterday. He's He's not really been pleased with that group, especially the front seven, uh, and he wants more from that defensive line. But Latrell Bumpus is a guy who, even this week, he has praise for bringing his hard hat and kind of lunch pail, clocking in, good shift every day. So uh, lots of interesting stuff here that you're going to hear from Latrell Bumpus. Again, he is not the loudest guy. He is not the most uh, talkative guy. Uh, He's kind of a quiet, humble, good old country boy. Uh, but if you listen carefully, you can hear him say some interesting things in here about sort of his progression as a player and sort of where he wants to develop as a leader, what kind of season he thinks uh, he and the rest of the defensive line could have. So there's some good stuff here, and you'll hear it right now from Tennessee senior defensive lineman Latrell Bumpus. Uh, Latrell, look, looking at the uh, the way the defensive line <clears throat> is coming together, Coach Pruitt uh, saying hey, high praises for you and Matthew Butler the other day. What is your instincts in, in trying to pick up the other guys and, and being a guy that's going to go in there uh, and just grind every single day for the reps? So what do you guys have to do to get better? And then how do you think the defensive line is coming along? Uh, i say one thing that we have to work on would be like our details, like at a point of attack and – knowing what play we're going to get, where the running back is. But Coach Brumball and all the other coaches are doing a great job of making sure that we understand that by doing things extra and things like that. And what was, your set? What was the other question? The, the, other off, the other defensive linemen, trying to motivate them, keep them going and, and doing as best as y'all can? Uh, we just always try to lean on each other and give words of encouragement because sometimes everybody has like a bad day here and there. So we just always try to be positive. We'll go to Luis Fernandez, followed by Matthew Ray. Latrell, now that you have had an official entire season under your belt as a defensive lineman on this team, um, how how is this off season different in terms of preparation for you? How much more comfortable um, are you at this position? Uh, I say I'm a whole lot more comfortable, but I'm still like not where I want to be at. But each day I just keep working and strive to get where I'm at. But I do think that with all the help around here, I will reach my goal and be there. And if I may follow up really quick, uh, I'm sorry, if I may follow up really quick, what is that goal? What what do you want to achieve at this position? Uh, I'll say as a D-liner, I'd like for us to be top five in the whole NCAA and really be the number one in SEC football. Matthew? 
Latrell, you've kind of had to learn on the go moving over to the defensive line position. This has been a weird offseason to say the least for, you know, especially these freshmen coming in. What have you been able to tell them and how have you been able to kind of help them along as they've tried to settle into this program? Uh, really meet extra. And I think we got to come in early in June, I think. And I think we work like four or five days each week. So a lot of extra work and just communicating back and forth and try to talk to each other like on a daily basis and ask each other, like, what do you need help with and anything that you need help with? Just try to guide them in the right direction. We'll go to Jimmy Himes, followed by David Oven. Jimmy, you there? All right, let's go to David. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you. It, it screwed up. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Uh, just talk about the journey that you have had that has led you to the the defensive line. The journey you've had at Tennessee. Uh, the first two years, I was at tight end, and then Coach Pruitt pulled me to the side, and he thought that for my best, it'd be for me to go to defensive line. So really, I just trusted him and. Been there ever since. David. Uh, Latrell, how do you guys measure success, um, especially with Coach Brumbaugh? And, and what do you think it's going to be like for you guys uh, first year with have Coach Rocker on the opposite sideline? What was the second part? Uh, we, you guys will have Coach Rocker on the opposite sideline. What do you think that's going to be like? Uh, I, I think it'll be like high intensity and things because we all just take it as another game. And then Coach Brumbaugh, he's going to have us compared, prepared in the best way that we can be. And I do believe that we'll be up to par. And how do you guys measure success? What are the points that you guys put or point to to say we've, we've done well? Uh, uh, each day, like, so say like for yesterday, we're going to go out today and not mess up on the things that we did yesterday, like find a new mistake to make and not just keep making the same thing over and over again. Thanks. Other questions? We'll, uh, we'll go to Blake, followed by Patrick Brown. Yeah, Latrell, as you, as you step into a veteran role here and ask to be a little bit of a leader, is, is that something that comes naturally to you? Or, um, you know, how do you, you go about approaching that, that leadership role, you know, as, as a veteran? Uh, as a leadership role, I like to lead by example because a lot of time I'm not always the most vocal person. But here lately, I've been trying to work on like speaking up and picking others up. Because a lot of times, like not saying that the people don't really understand what you might be coming across as. So I say this year I've been working on speaking up and becoming a better leader. Patrick, Latrell, you guys were separated I guess for as a team for for three months what was the the hardest part or the biggest challenge of not being in the complex and being I guess at home uh those three months while you guys were separated I said the biggest part would be like getting work because in some areas like not a lot of gyms are open but like luckily for where I was at the gyms are open but I didn't really have anybody to work like the techniques or the fundamentals so I was just kind of lifting weights so I say from the football aspect it would have been like technique and just getting ball in, but we got it in immensely by meeting every day. So that helped out too. 
All right, we'll go to Jimmy Himes. Latrell, what, what has been the most difficult part of this pan, pandemic for you? What's been the biggest challenge for you? Uh, I'd say biggest challenge would be when we was away getting in field work. Because I could go to the field, but I really didn't have anybody there to, like, walk me through things and stuff. I could watch film, but I think doing stuff in person – you learn a whole lot better that way. Last question. We'll go to Wes Rucker. Patrol, when you were um, early in your career, you were a guy who could really get in, you know, to the backfield. You were known as a guy who was a good pass rusher at the position. What about, you know, developing as an overall player, kind of with run support and every down? How, how do you feel like you've grown in that area? I think I've grown a lot because now I understand, like, the runs and stuff, so that makes me play faster and be able to play the runs better. Was back then, I wasn't really sure. I guess you could say I was kind of guessing, but now I have a better idea and I can just play at full speed. Thanks, Latrell. We appreciate it. That was Tennessee senior defensive lineman Latrell Bumpus. Had a lot of interesting things to say in that interview. I thought, you know, he is a. Like I said, going into it, he's a quiet guy, quiet kid, but uh, he he speaks and he says some good things. And uh, I think he's a guy who who's really interesting to watch going into the season. He's a guy who. You know, showed last season he could he could rush the passer, and now he thinks he can be more of an all around defensive lineman at 290 pounds in his second season playing that position. He he gets along really well with new defensive line coach Jimmy Brumbaugh, a guy who has a pretty good reputation as a D line coach. If I'm being honest with you, he's a guy who's a kind of a bright up and comer in the business, and a guy with a big future. And, and Tennessee's defensive lineman have enjoyed working with him. So a lot of interesting stuff there from Latrell Bumpus. And we're going to end this with one more Tennessee senior. Here is Tennessee senior defensive back Theo Jackson, a guy who uh, came to Tennessee as a guy who former defensive coordinator Bob Shoup really liked. He really, really liked him as a prospect, thought he could be uh, – was one of the, the bigger hidden gems uh, safety-wise in the country. He thought he's a guy who coming in from Nashville, he, he could come in and, and help Tennessee a lot. And, you know, at times Theo Jackson's played some pretty good football for Tennessee and at times uh, not so great. So like a lot of those Tennessee upperclassmen the past couple of years, he's had some ups, he's had some downs, but uh, he's a guy who, you know, early last season, a little bit toward the tail end, showed showed some flashes and a guy who could make some plays. and. Uh, he spoke a, a, about a lot of interesting stuff, I think, in this interview. He spoke about Tennessee kind of needing to replace Nigel Warrior on that back end but still having a lot of experience and feeling like they, they've got a good thing going back there. Uh, talked about having another year to grow in, in this Jeremy Pruitt and Derek Ansley defense. He talked about Tennessee kind of hoping to develop some erasers on the back end. We've heard Pruitt and Ansley use that phrase a lot, talking about guys who uh, can kind of erase mistakes and a guy who guys who, who can kind of erase mistakes and erase big plays on the back end and, and make some plays. So, uh, he talked about that. He, he talked about sort of where he's playing positionally right now, free safety, strong safety, some at the star spot, some at the money spot. So he, like a lot of seniors and like a lot of smart guys, he, he moves around quite a bit. So a guy who's very much uh, in the mix uh, in Tennessee's backfield going into to this season, the defensive backfield, I should say, uh, a guy who uh, could play some safety, a guy who, who could play some maybe some stars, some money here and there, and a guy who uh, I think will be a factor for the Vols in the back end this season. So here is, uh, without further ado, Tennessee senior defensive back Theo Jackson. Hey, Theo, um, Coach Hansley said the other day that he thinks the secondary has a chance to be the strength of the defense. What do you see out of the defensive backs that make you optimistic that'll be a strength of the team? Uh, I feel like we'll be the strength of the team because we have the most experience in the uh, back in the back end. 
uh, most of us have been playing since freshman year, and then we, we've all built up that uh, camaraderie together. So, so I just feel like with with us being that that close and and knowing knowing the play, playbook because of Coach Coach Ansley that that we we can really be a really good uh, defensive back unit. All right, we'll go to Dan Harrelson, followed by David Ubbin. Hey, Theo. Uh, talk about uh, playing alongside Trayvon Flowers and Jalen McCullough to safety spots. Uh, do, do you guys feel uh, pretty good uh, playing with each other in another year in uh, Coach Pruitt's and Ainsley's system? How comfortable are you uh, another year in that? Uh, I feel very, very comfortable. The same as they, they feel because uh, – us three especially, we're, we're very close because we all play the same positions. We play left and right safety. So so I just feel like with us three being close and being the quarterbacks of the defense, uh, I feel like we're uh, really good. And we're and then all three of us are really close to Ansley. So so he got guys us through it when, 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 we, when we always have trouble. David? Uh, yesterday, or I guess earlier this week, Coach Ansley was talking about moving guys around and talking about matching guys up like – a uh, basketball game and you guys need to know how to play a lot of positions. What is that like um, for a player to, to sort of get your hands around that? Uh, honestly, I feel it. I feel it helps because it adds value to a, to a player because at the next level, they look for versatile guys. So right now he's, he's building that. So if somebody goes down, we have, we, we're all versatile enough to play that, that different position. So we, so we can fill that void. We'll go to Patrick Brown. Yeah, you mentioned being able to play a lot of positions. How many different positions can you play in the secondary? And just you individually, how do you how do you feel like you're different as a player going into this season compared to uh, your junior year? Uh, I've played free safety, strong safety. I'm playing star now, and I played money linebacker on third down. So with me playing those different different positions is, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to grasp all the information for each position, but I feel like with me feeling comfortable with, with those and getting help from Coach Ansley and Coach Pruitt, it really like boosts me and like gets get, gets me excited to be all over the field. How different are each of those positions? You said they're, they're hard to grasp. Are they similar? Are they are they very different uh, for you as a player? Kind of how, how complicated are, are each of them? Uh, strong safety and free safety, they're they're kind of the same, but not, not really. They have kind of different techniques, but star money, they're like you're either in man, man coverage or zone. So it's really just honing in on like those those different techniques. Other questions, we'll go back to Jimmy Himes. Theo, um, uh, Coach Pruitt said that uh, the, the safeties, they need to find an eraser back there. Who is the best eraser among the safeties right now? Uh, honestly, every, everybody is a good, good eraser. Uh, they're, they're, they're just, we're, we're all just playing just, just so we can eliminate mistakes and, and keep everything in front. So I feel like every, all, all of our safeties are good. All right, we'll go to Luis Fernandez, followed by Eric Kane. 
Uh, Theo, when you look at the roster, man, it's you have so many names of people that have been with this team for for many years now. Like Bryce, yourself, Alante, like Sean. The list just goes on and on. When you talk about the experience earlier, when you have a group like this, you guys have been together for so long. What are your conversations like off the field? What what does it look like from that camaraderie perspective? How does that help make you all better um, when the games actually start? Uh, off the field, we challenge each other in everything. So, like, off the field, we want to play video games, challenge each other. We want to go shoot, shoot hoops, challenge each other. Like, it's, it's always a competition with us. And then even in practice, we always challenge each other. Who can get the most picks? Who can, who can cause the most forced fumbles? It's, it's, it's just always a competition with us. And who, who does uh, win most of the time in these challenges, would you say? Uh. It goes back and forth between a lot, a lot of people. Like some people, like they get the ball thrown at them more, and some people have more, more, more opportunities. So it's just all over the place. If you, you guys, yeah, you guys bring back uh, so much in the back end, but you do lose Nigel Warrior. Um, what are some of the things you guys learned from Warrior, and how are you guys trying to uh, kind of make up the difference for his absence this year? Uh. The most thing we lost was like his his uh his overall leadership. Uh, I'm in the process. Like I'm 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 trying to take over that that role as being being a leader for for for, for the back end. And so I'm just like trying to make everybody closer by calling up DB meetings just 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 to get in extra work or or just going in with Coach Ansley just just to get the install so I can teach teach the young young guys the install before practice or meeting. So. I feel like his leadership was like the most thing that we, we had lost. And what and what was your second question? Sorry. Yeah, what are some of the steps you guys are kind of taking to uh, tr- try to compensate for all that production that's uh, going to be lost this year from Nigel Warrior? Uh, really just trying to find the right guys to put in the right right positions because he, he had played strong, strong safety and he played very well. So we're just trying to find a playmaker to put in that position. Wes, Theo, I, I heard a, you know, we don't we don't see much practice, but I've heard that the the cornerbacks have been looking pretty good. I think that's something that the coaches said a couple times. What have you seen from those guys? I've seen better technique from them uh, this uh, the, this fall, fall camp because uh, Coach Ansley has literally just been on been 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 on our butts about technique, technique, technique. Because I mean, if you win with te- technique, then like then the only thing that can really like get you like out of, out of phase or anything is really like your eyes and all that. So I just feel like us us being better with technique and our corners being better with technique is really helping them. That was Tennessee senior defensive back Theo Jackson, and I think guys, that's just going to about wrap up this edition of the Go Balls twenty four seven podcast. Before we do that, though, I, I will say that. Uh, you heard dur- during the end of that Theo Jackson interview, cards on the table. I believe that was the the first appearance of Sir Angus McCorgahan on the uh, Go Voss 24-7 podcast. You know, we're, when we're doing these things, we're on teleconferences or video conferences, we're on Zoom, and you can't always control the background. Uh, and uh, that was our uh, 11-month-old, I guess you could say 10-month-old Corgi, uh, going, uh, doing what Corgis tend to do and making some noise uh, during the Theo Jackson interview. He decided that uh, he saw something he didn't like in the yard, and uh, and uh, he, he, he let him have it. So I uh, couldn't really do anything about that, couldn't really edit that out without uh, missing the question, so had to go ahead and leave that in there. But But now that all the cards are on the table, I think that's a 
pretty good place to leave it. Thanks for tuning in. As always, guys, we really, really appreciate it. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker, 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown, 24-7 on Twitter. Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. And Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan, 24-7 on Twitter. If you want Tennessee news, nothing else, just Tennessee news, none of the personal stuff, you can also go to Twitter and get that at twitter.com slash govals 24-7. Got Tennessee news around the clock there. Also got uh, Tennessee news around the clock at facebook.com slash govals 24-7, where you'll also see some kind of pertinent SEC football news and NCAA football news and, and maybe some Preds and, and Grizzles and Titans and all that stuff on there. But in general, in general, uh, mostly Tennessee stuff on there. Or if you want to get that delicious East Tennessee mountain spring water just right from the tap, you can get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to get your Tennessee athletics news, Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, baseball, all the Lady Vols coverage you want uh, from Maria Cornelius, award-winning Maria Cornelius, book author Maria Cornelius, who does a great job covering the Lady Vols for us, has all kinds of good stuff there on her summit checkerboard. I guess you should say the summit board. The checkerboard is the men's sports. The summit, obviously, is the women's sports. we got a couple boards over there. You can check out all the Tennessee news you want. If you want anything from us all day long, you go right there. You ask the staff a question, and we will get right back to you. And you can get all of that for the price of one, one mediocre lunch per month. One mediocre lunch per month will get you a subscription to GoVol 24-7. And if you pay us full price, guys, one of the best deals out there. You get free access to CBS All Access, which is the Rolls-Royce edition of CBS's streaming platform. That's all, like every show CBS has ever made commercial-free on there. New movies rotate in and out all the time. Got a lot of old classics on there that I've kind of stumbled upon, found some really good things on there. Uh, you got Smithsonian Channel stuff on there. You got Comedy Central on there. You got Nickelodeon for the kids on there. You got BET. You got MTV for entertainment. You got all kinds of stuff right there. That's more than $100 of an annual value that we give you for free, for free, if you subscribe to GoVols 24-7. So please look into that. Uh, if you already subscribe to us, please, we will show you how to get over to CBS All Access. You can get anything you want there. Uh, also, live sports, UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, SEC football, NCAA football. Uh, you got the college basketball tournament, March Madness, World Series of Poker stuff, tons and tons of stuff on there exclusive podcast stuff, everything right there on CBS All Access. And we're giving that to you for free if you subscribe to our site. One of the best deals out there, and you really should take advantage of it. Please go in, if you don't mind, rate and review this podcast. We would really appreciate that. That's going to help us keep growing this thing and um, making making this wolf pack even bigger. So, guys, hope you have a happy and safe Labor Day weekend. Hope it goes well for you. I know it's been a crummy year, but you know what? We're still here. We're still kicking, and we're going to have football to discuss here, uh, football season to discuss in just a couple weeks. So let's be positive. Let's think about that. Stay safe, and we'll see you all here in about a day or so. See you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.